Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon, today Acts chapter 14, and if I were to give this one a title, it would be Riots and Revivals. That is the ministry of Paul. Wherever he goes, there's either a revival or there is a riot because he just that's just the way it is. And we're going to get to see the end of his first of three missionary journeys. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But as always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to this YouTube channel. If you listen to it on a podcast or my favorites, make sure you are leaving us a five-star review. And I would love for you to go to the Bible Breakdown discussion. And if you didn't do it yesterday, do it today. I want to know if you've ever been on a missionary journey trip. If it was in your state, is within your your country, if it was within your continent, I want I want to know where it was. I want to know where it went, where it was, and give us like a quick two or three sentence synopsis of how it went. I look forward to hearing your stories down below. I love going on missionary trips. I don't get to go that much, but I love going. But I'm not a called missionary. But I love going, and I love even more sending people. So I love hearing your stories. Well, as we were saying yesterday, there is a major shift that now occurs in the Gospel of Acts. Remember, not Gospel. In Acts, I'm hoping by the time we're finished with Acts, I stop saying gospel, but we'll see. <laughs> that's what I'm praying for in Jesus' name. But as we see, there has been a shift that's occurred. And don't forget, the doctor-turned-historian, investigative journalist, Luke, the guy who was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write the gospel of Luke, is now writing the narrative of the first 30, 35 years of the church. In Acts 2, the Holy Spirit has filled the church, and then they start going and spreading the gospel, and different things start to happen, and and people are getting killed, and the gospel is spreading, and then Saul, he ends up becoming, you know, he was an antagonist, then he becomes a follower, and it's just amazing, it's just growing, and growing, growing, and and man, the, the enemy's trying to stop it, but you can't stop the church, man, the church has been empowered by the Holy Spirit. I mean, if there was one thing we could learn from this, you cannot stop God's church. It's going to move forward. And then we see in the last couple of chapters, a a noticeable shift has occurred. For the first 12 chapters, their main focus is in Jerusalem and the ministry of Peter and a few of those other ones. But as it starts to shift over, we now get to see the ministry of Paul as he takes three different missionary journeys to spread the gospel to the known world at the time, to the Gentiles and to everywhere. Well, he started his first missionary journey in the last chapter, and now we're going to watch as he goes to these different cities spreading the gospel, and we're going to see him finish his first missionary journey and go back to his kind of adopted home, the city of Antioch. But before he can get there... There's going to be some shenanigans that's going to happen, and I can't wait to share it with you. So if you get your Bibles open with me to Acts chapter 14, we're going to open it up. We're going to read out the New Living Translation. Get your coffee ready. It's going to be a wild ride before it's over with. You ready? Here we go. Verse 1. The same thing happened in Iconium. And if you remember from the last chapter, there was this time where they were spreading the gospel to the Jewish people, but then some of the, the Jewish people kind of rose up against them. And so we see the same thing happen. Paul and Barnabas went to the Jewish synagogue and preached with such power that a great number of both Jews and Greeks became believers. 
Some of the Jews, however, spurned God's message and poisoned the minds of the Gentiles against Paul and Barnabas. But the apostles stayed there a long time, preaching boldly about the grace of the Lord, and the Lord proved their message was true by giving them the power to do miraculous signs and wonders. Remember, signs and wonders are to spread the gospel. They are signs that make you wonder (laughs) about the gospel. Verse 4, but the people of the town were divided in their opinion about them. Some sided with the Jews and some with the apostles. Then a mob of Gentiles and Jews, along with their leaders, decided to attack and stone them. And when the apostles learned of it, they fled to the region of Lasania and to the towns of Lystra and Derbe and the surrounding area. And there they preached the good news. Verse 8, while they were in Lystra, Paul and Barnabas came upon a man with crippled feet. He had been that way from birth, so he had never walked. He was sitting and listening as Paul preached. And looking straight at him, Paul realized he had faith to be healed. So Paul called to him in a loud voice, Stand up! And the man jumped to his feet and started walking. Then the crowd saw that what Paul had done, they shouted in their local dialect, which is not where he was going with this, These men are gods in human form. And they decided that Barnabas... Well, he must be that Greek god Zeus, and Paul, well, he must be Hermes, since he is the chief speaker. So now they were now the temple of Zeus was located just outside the town. So the priests of the temple and the crowds brought bulls and wreaths of flowers to the town gates, and they prepared to offer sacrifices to the apostles. But when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard what was happening, they tore their clothes in dismay and ran out among the people shouting, Idiots! No, no, that's what I said. No, 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 no. They said, Friends, why are you doing this? We are merely human beings just like you. We have come to bring you good news that you should turn from these worthless things and turn to the living God who made heaven and earth the sea, and everything in them. In the past, he permitted all the nations to go their own ways, but he never left them without evidence of his goodness. For instance, he sends you the rain and good crops, and he gives you food and joyful hearts. But even with these words, Paul and Barnabas could scarcely restrain the people from sacrificing to them. Then some of the Jews arrived from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowds to their side. They stoned Paul and dragged him out of town, thinking he was dead. But the believers gathered around him, got up, and went back into the town. He got up and went back to the town. The next day, he left with Barnabas for Derby. Now, pause. i got to tell you about something. Later in the letters of Paul, there's a time when he says, I know a man who either was in the body or out of the body, I can't say. He went to heaven, and he saw things that are unspeakable that I can't tell you about. And he said, whether in the body or out of the body, I I don't know. Well, we know that when Paul was talking about, I knew a man, he's modestly talking about himself. And he's saying that there was a man. He's like, I don't know if he died or not, but all I know is he went to heaven. Well, most historians think that that Paul's referring to what just happened. What historians think happened is when these ridiculous Jewish people arrived, They stirred up the people so much that they stoned Paul. Now, if you know much about stoning at the time, they didn't just throw rocks at you, but an actual official stoning would be they would hold you down and get a big rock and smash it on your chest. 
that would that would then of course cave your chest in and then would use rocks to finish the job and would kill you. So what happened is they stoned him, then they dragged him out of town. That means they thought he was dead. And it says they thought he was dead. So historians and scholars think he did die. <laughs> they think he died. But then it said in verse 20, but as the believers gathered around him, he got up. He came back to life again and went back into the town. And so what a lot of scholars think is when Paul is saying, there was a man I knew once, inside the body or outside the body, I don't know. In other words, I'm not sure if he died or not, but I know he went to heaven for a little while and came back. Scholars think he did die. <laughs> and he went to heaven for a few minutes, but they gathered around and prayed for him, and he came back to life. I think that's amazing. And the next day, he went ahead and left. <laughs> He's like, hey, they, they, they killed me. So uh, y'all win this round? I'll be back, okay? Verse 21 says this. After preaching the good news in Derby and making many disciples, Paul and Barnabas returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, and Pisidia, where they strengthened the believers. So they went back to the other towns. I don't know, possibly going through Lystra kind of fast, on their way back to where they had come from. They encouraged them to continue in the faith, reminding them that they must suffer hardships to enter the kingdom of heaven. It's a great lesson for us. Paul and Barnabas appointed leaders in every church. With prayer and fasting, they turned the elders over to the care of the Lord in whom they had put their trust. Then they traveled back through Pisidia and to Pamphylia. They preached the word to Perga and went down to Italia. Finally, they returned by ship to Antioch of Syria, where their journey had begun. The believers there had entrusted them to the grace of God to do the work they had now completed. Upon arriving in Antioch, they called the church together and reported everything that God had done through them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles too. They stayed there with the believers for a long time. Now, there's so many great things out of this, but the one thing I think that we could really grow from is when Paul said to the believers, I think he would still say to us today, and that is this, if you remember back in verse 22, we must suffer many hardships to enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, that doesn't mean that we purposely go out looking for fights or we go out to, to do bad things to people. But what he's saying is, is that bad times will come. And I wonder if he's like, remember what they did to me in Lystra? I died. <laughs> and I, if, if, if that is an indicator, we're going to have bad days. But here's the great thing. The Bible says in Psalm 23, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not be afraid. Why? Because you walk closely beside me. We don't ask for bad things. We don't want bad things, but we're not afraid of bad things. You know why? Because God is with us every step of the way. And remember, the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. He is overwhelmed and he's filled us and he's empowered us for the work of ministry. So we're never alone. And whatever happens, God is with us all along the way. Hope that encourages you today. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for your goodness and for your mercy. Thank you, God, that a journey with you is the adventure of a lifetime. And it goes through twists and turns and hills and valleys. But you're always with us. I pray today that we will see life as an adventure. See life as an opportunity to experience your goodness in all things. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Remember, Acts 1.8 says this. Say it with me. Jesus said, you will receive power. When? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. My prayer today is that you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And you will be his witnesses 
everywhere <laughs> in your life today. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for Acts chapter 15.